it's the only podcast that broadcasts 438 miles away between Lubbock and College Station. We're a little bit uh, fed up with all this regular news, so instead we'll give you some sports news. You're listening to the fifth quarter a College Sports Podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is September the 18th. Gosh, I can't remember what day it is. I'm George Kaufman. Alongside me is Desmond McLaughlin. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, George. How's your morning going so far? It's going fantastic. Had an early morning test. Feel like I aced it. How are you doing, George? I'm doing okay. I'll just put it at that. I'm doing okay. <laughs> so, um, I think we're going to just jump right into it because there's no other way than to start analyzing and looking back at this week in college football we had a lot of upsets we had a lot of big games and some cupcakes too so let's get a lot into of cupcakes it. a lot of cupcakes yeah a lot of cupcakes so let's start off with the big game on instead of start talking about me first let's talk about lubbock and the status in lubbock houston went in played the red raiders on saturday afternoon big shootout what do you have for us desmond well george i remember last week we we're talking about how we believed Texas Tech would win, but we thought Houston would give them like a hard game, especially yeah. since they have Ed Oliver, who's supposed to be a Heisman finalist. And uh, you know, I'm a man of my word. I would like to apologize to Alan Bowman. I know lately I've been giving him some hard criticism, but speak for the stats: five touchdowns, 605 yards. You know, and you also gotta take into place that this is a freshman who didn't expect much playing time this year, but came in whenever the starting quarterback went down early, early in the first game, and. You know, I, I liked what I saw. He's improving. I noticed improvement from last week. You know, and um, the re- the rushing game from Texas Tech did not look very good. I know that he had 111 yards, but I didn't like how effective it was. You know, but... It just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like yeah. it was as strong as it should be. I was talking to one of my friends who's very into Texas Tech sports, you know, part of the team, and he agreed with me. But um, let me talk about this man, Antoine Wesley. Who, the whole game, like he was just he was just crazy out there. He had 261 yards receiving and Dang. three touchdowns. He was getting the crowd pumped up. You know, I always thought that T.J. Vasher, remember that catch from Week One? I thought he was their primary receiver, but yeah. two receivers had more yards than him last game, and they didn't yeah. really they didn't really locate him that much because they didn't really <laughs> need him, and that's good. But um, it definitely was a toss up game up until halftime. You know, both teams were going back and forth, and then towards like. Late in third quarter, he uh, Texas Tech started pulling away with it. But um, from my perspective, the pros were that the uh, they got more receivers active. Um, T.J. Vasher wasn't the only one. They kept Ed Oliver at bay. He wasn't as dominant as he has been in a, uh, past games. Well, it was and, because uh, they were triple teaming him. I don't know if you saw that. Hey, whatever, whatever you need to do to stop a man like that, okay? And it worked. And, but I mean, credit credit the the offense of the Red Raider offensive line too. I mean, they were it wasn't just at Oliver they were stopping. They were stopping the whole right. D line for the Cougars. And, and plus, the th- to, to throw six hundred five yards needed a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, let's talk about the cons, George. What I saw is that the slant routes killed the defensive backs of Texas Tech. Almost all the touchdowns Houston had were off slant routes. Uh, the wide receiver Stevenson. Had 177 yards and two touchdowns, but I guarantee you, like 150 was in the first half. The first half they're getting creamed by this guy. Second half, you know, they did really good. They must have adjusted it, seen what I was seeing, and uh, made well, that's, a. 
but that's what good coaches do. They adjust yeah. and 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 correct what went wrong. So I think it was. I mean, I I wasn't watching it completely. In fact, I'll have to admit I was watching it via the scoreboard at Kyle Field. Right, watching right, just yeah. the score go back and forth, and we're like, oh my gosh, wait, what? Texas Tech is actually doing something right. productive here, and then. Um, the final score, I was like, wow, I need to go watch the highlights. And I went and but watched them, and I was like, this is big. The game was a lot closer. Like, in the first half, the game was a lot closer. Their special teams was a huge mistake. I, I don't remember who Texas Tech had as a punt and kick return, but he phoned the ball twice. And one of them was Ooh. just a, a careless mistake that you can't have. I mean, sometimes those happen, but thank God they didn't, they don't, you know, sometimes they happen, but they don't uh, affect the whole game, and you're still in the potential for. Uh, put yourself in there for a win, a win. So, you know, and for me, going back and looking at the highlights, I kind of agree with you. They re- they look good. They won that shootout that Big 12 is always known for. You know, w- we always forget the Big 12 really doesn't have good defense and and like especially with Texas Tech, they they kind of they won one of those solid regular games where you could make a test a, a, an argument that U of H was was doing everything right. They just weren't going to win the battle right. towards the end of the game. Um, I think it was good to see what Texas Tech has as a second-half team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that they can be good. We saw them put up points against Ole Miss, and we saw them put up points against Lamar. And I think against a quality opponent here, I mean, it is Houston, and there was, uh, you know, they beat, they destroyed an Arizona team, and they had clobbered a... Um, I think they played. Gosh, I can't remember who they played. Week week uh, one. Um, oh, Texas oh, Tech. Oh no, Rice. Sorry, Houston oh. had clobbered a Rice team. They destroyed an Arizona team. They were going into this game like, okay, well, we're just going to destroy Texas Tech, get three and zero, move on. And Texas Tech's like, no. Um, I still think, looking ahead to this week, uh, your quarterback situation. You said it last week. You weren't unsure. You were unsure, and you sound like you're coming a little bit more to terms. But I think you can't right now. You can't. Tra- uh, Texas Tech is not ready to travel to Stillwater to Oklahoma State. And although they did put up a fight against Houston, Oklahoma State is a different team, and Texas Tech is going to go in there. They're going to. The defense is going to get burned, like you mentioned, on slant routes, on deep passes. Any, anything with the pass defense, they're going to get burned, and Oklahoma State's going to win. 45-23 is what I've got. Your take on that? Well, George, I don't want to tell you this before, but I'm actually choosing this one as my upset game of the week, George. Not being biased, but I think Texas Tech has this one. I think they can surprise us. Wow. I think I've been doubting them too much, George. They've been surprising me, and I think they'll go to Stillwater and get this W. Really? Really? Yes. Wow. I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm not surprised you pitch, pick it as your upset watch, but I am surprised a little bit that – I don't know. I think it might be closer than the experts think, and I'm going with the experts saying it's going to be large. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's if we're cl- if it's close going into the fourth quarter. Um, and if Texas Tech does get this win, this would be a big win. Oh, it would, it would get them back on track. And, I mean, it, I think uh, if they win, it would – so, uh, answer all the questions about bowl eligibility. Clicking for uh, top twenty-five, maybe? Hmm? Question mark. Question mark. Kingsbury's <laughs> hot seat. I mean, right now he's off the hot seat, but mm. I mean that's debatable. 
So, um, but here in College Station, nobody's on the hot seat yet, and nobody <laughs> is getting is, is is getting thrown under the bus because ULM came in, and you know what, A and M. I I said it last week. I said, um, poor ULM is going to come in here. A and M's pissed off that they didn't win against Clemson. And that's exactly what happened. They were they started off slow, and it was kind of I think it was fourteen to three at halftime, maybe more. I can't remember. The scores were really like back and not back and forth, but they were just kind of after another. And it was fun to be there. Kyle Field was not even completely full. I'd say seventy five, eighty percent full. And and but. We did get a block touched a block field goal for a touchdown, which was the first nice. time in twenty four since twenty fourteen when Miles Garrett did it against Auburn. Um, but we had too many. I mean, we it was good to get back in that win column because two and one feels good going going into the big the next big game against Bama. Mm. Um, but there were too many penalties called. Or too many penalties called, and we had four total touchdowns called back because of penalties. Three, three passing and one rushing, and that just for me, we, Aggies ended up scoring on the possessions. I mean, it wasn't like oh we score we scored they called it back and we just had to punt or whatever. We did score. I think two of those possessions were field goals though, so you do miss those points. Jimbo wasn't happy. He says, you know, that's something we've got to work on. But it's, you know, it is what it is, and um, it's time to look ahead and, and to that this next six-game stretch in which we play only one home game, one true home game. We do play in Dallas at AT&T against Arkansas in two weeks. But really this is going to be a tough stretch for the Ags. We've got three mm. or four away games. And and that's against South Carolina, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Alabama. We play Arkansas and Kentucky back in the state of Texas. And then after that, we come back home. So that's fine. But I think it's we're gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how this team starts to ver, uh, play on the road away from the confine the friendly confines of Kyle Field. Um, I I don't I mean I don't think this team is I, I'm. I hate to to hate on my team, but I don't think this team is quite yet ready to compete in the SEC. I was really before I was feeling the hype. I'm like ten and zero, baby, twelve and zero. Let's do this. <laughs> and then and then starting to watch this team now and progress and do things better. They everything is things are going better, but it's not it's not at the caliber that like Auburn and Mississippi State play at. Do you know what I mean? You know how they right. play at that big uh, standard. I would say right now Jimbo's got a uh, maybe a 5-3 and three SEC team. Not a 4-4 four and four like someone did the last three years, but a 5-3. And, three. and uh, that's an improvement, and that's not necessarily what Aggie fans want to hear. But I think it's an improvement, and you just have to keep looking at that. <coughs> moving forward, move, moving ahead, and you know, going into Alabama this week, it's gonna be tough. It definitely will be. Finally, but- got we finally got ranked. They're number one. We're twenty-two. I just, I don't think, I I don't think we can 
we can keep it close, but I don't think we're going to win. I'll say that right now. That's fair. I've got a 28-27 prediction. But even Ooh. then, that's a bit that's, that's a bit, bit of a stretch, George. That's a bit stretch, yeah. Alabama's I mean, hot right now. I mean, okay, uh, ESPN has given us a 9.7% chance. Okay, they gave us a 25% chance against it's Clemson. Chance. Um, and we're a 25.5-point underdog. Mm. And Tua Tagovailoa of Loya, I can't even say his last name. I'm because, sorry. Yeah. You know, he's they've you know he's threw for like five touchdowns maybe six last week mm-hmm. 62 7 win over Ole Miss yeah like I called it I called it big I said they were gonna win big and uh you were doubting me you said oh it might be close but I thought I thought Ole Miss is giving them a chance George I mean um uh, regardless I I think we'll hold the tie to under 40 points not 50 but I think it's going to be – it might be 38-7 to 7 for all I know. And I hope that's not the case. But um, moving ahead, keep this conversation going. Um, I feel like the AP voters watched our podcast or listened to it last week because I finally got what I want. I got a and in the top 25. Of course 25. you did, Dave. I got a and in the top 25. Finally. I mean, I don't know if they necessarily should be ranked. And this is just going to add another ranked win for Bama. But you know what? It is it is what it is. It's nice because it feels that this team is making progress. George. Um, yeah. I have ahead. one question for you that's really on my mind. Why is Clemson still ranked top three? Um, uh, good question. I mean, they have destroyed Georgia Southern. They Ge- beat- Georgia Southern, George. <laughs> they um, They found a way to win here. In College Station, and who did they play before? I don't know. Like some small, oh, Furman. Furman. Yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think they should be number three. Maybe number five, six. Uh, it's a stretch. I mean, the problem is, is they go into S- ACC play this week, right? Don't they start ACC play? Mm, not sure. But look. Oh no, they play. Yeah, I think they go into ACC play this week. Um. George, their their schedule is ridiculous. The only the only team even remotely close is like Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse is looking good. Don't get don't don't. I, yes, right. But even 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 just even if Syracuse was ranked, that's only one team. George, look at the teams true. like Alabama has to play, or like like even Georgia. You know. No, I I I, I see your point, but you know who else is looking good? Who? Yeah. BYU and Boston College. Holy <laughs> moly. Okay, I have a few things on Boston College. I feel like if I hadn't picked North Texas as my uh, small school, I would have taken Boston College. Um, strictly because, first off, number one, they're 3-0 for the first time since Matt Ryan was playing at Boston College. That's 11 years ago. Um, secondly, they could actually start the year 7-0. Uh, they play Purdue, Temple, Nor- NC State, and Louisville before playing uh, Miami in October. And those are easily easy wins for them, possibly. Mm. I mean, we've seen more. We've seen upsets before, but watch out. Boston College could could make a, a, a name for himself. And I think in the big tw- in the top twenty five, we finally saw something, and saw that you know Texas is I wouldn't say back, but USC is trending downwards 
if they des- even deserved to be in top twenty-five in the first. Oh, they place. weren't. No, they were out. They, were, I mean, they were they were ranked. I think they were ranked. Uh, they were ranked seventeen after mm. week one. They were ranked twenty-two after losing to Stanford in week two or week three, and then going into this week, they're unranked. And I think that just says a lot about <coughs> how much the AP voters just, I mean, you keep losing. I mean, they're one and two right now. But still, that's the two losses are big. And Texas isn't really that, I mean, I don't. I think they're okay. But I don't think they're top 25. Right. Yeah. But as I was saying, Clemson top three. You know who deserves yeah, to be top three, George. I'm going to say it this week. I said it week one, week two, George. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, George. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's looking good, but hey, they didn't. They didn't win as I know. big as I they thought. Did, they did. Uh, Iowa State gave them a game. They did give them a game. I mean, they gave them a game last week as, or last year as well, and they actually beat Oklahoma last year. So, I think, I think this Oklahoma team. I'm kind of jumping with you, and, hey, George. and I think this team could, could go somewhere now I they agree. play baylor this week i think no sorry no they play um i'm not exactly sure who they play this week but i do think that they could go in and they will i mean if tcu i mean we saw tcu on saturday against ohio state and they w- looked up i chose tc to win i was wrong i mean okay they didn't all these uh headlines were saying they got dominated I don't think so. They just ran out of time. They didn't. They they had a chance multiple times. I mean, a few interceptions kind of cost them here and there. But I don't think that uh, TCU is. I, mean, I think they still have a chance in the Big Twelve. I mean, mind you, it was Ohio State who's probably going to win the Big Ten by far. Right. And um, uh, but the SEC again, best conference in the NCAA for a reason. Right. Four teams in the top ten. Um, I still think there are some teams that need to be ranked, like Kentucky or Colorado even, and like Michigan State, Oregon, and Miami. They should be unranked. They ha- they don't have any big wins. They just right. keep, beating exactly. up on, they keep beating up on little tiny schools. Like, okay, you're expected to do that, but are you expected to lose to, like, Michigan State? Aren't you expected to lose to, like, Arizona State? Uh, I don't think so. Or Oregon. Are you expected to – I mean, Oregon and Miami are – or Oregon's 3-0. and And that's why also but. I was questioning why Stanford was ranked in the top 10. Yes, Stanford's a good team, but they've also – haven't beat anyone of, like, a good status. You know, USC well, is and, okay. Well, St. Diego State, UC Davis. Who even is UC Davis? <laughs> I mean, I mean they're, they're some small school in California, I guess. <laughs> Um, but you're right. Yeah, Stanford and they beat USC. No, they beat you, uh, San Diego State, only because they're passing. Their quarterback finally got something, got some energy drink or something. Because Bryce Love had what 30 yards rushing in that game, that first game of the season. He didn't look good, and I don't see why. I don't see this hype of why he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, no, I'm sorry. He's, he's, no, no. You you already know you already know who I think is going to win the Heisman, George. Well, you know what, I, I'm I'm Kyler Murray is looking better and better as we keep three forty eight yards, three touchdowns, George. Dang. Okay. Um, 
I see your I see your Oklahoma hype showing. <laughs> Just remember what school you're going to right I, now. I know, George. I, I got to be careful about that. Yeah, because, you know, Boomer Sooner's going to come kick you <laughs> where, 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 where the sun don't shine. Uh, okay, so five big ga- are, are uh, I guess we're going to call this segment now, five, uh, five, five to watch or, you know, the big five is probably a good one where we're going to watch look at five games each week like we did last week. I'm going to put one on upset, one team on upset watch, and uh, we're just going to go through these, I guess, somewhat rapid fire, but not too much. First off, um, I want to say that I almost went perfect in upset watches last week. Mm. Um, BYU, I, I called it. I shocked the world. I know I shocked the world because BYU did shock the world and beat Wisconsin 24-21. to 21. Mm. I don't think Wisconsin is a top-10 team. I never thought they were. I'm glad they're 18 in the neck, in this AP poll. They've got to earn that top-10 spot. They didn't. They just looked like they were kind of grinding out wins. If in my, in my opinion, grinding out wins does not mean that you're the top-10. If anything, it just means you're a top-15, top but you're not top-10. So... And BYU is looking nicer and nicer. The schedule is looking promising. I really think they could get top 15 if they really just keep winning. Um, I don't think they're going to beat Washington, though. That might be a good game. They play that yeah. in two weeks. But we'll see. Um, now, moving ahead, Washington. Sorry, I gotta, I've got to back up first. Washington, I owe you an apology. Utah is good. They should have gotten more points because of interceptions or their fourth and goals that they didn't get. But Washington, I feel like I feel like I owe the Pac-12 in general an apology. I mean, strictly because <laughs> because I was hating on them. I said they shouldn't have been ranked in the and any anyone should have been ranked in the top twenty-five. But Washington, you're bouncing back after that loss to Auburn, and I think there is potential for you to do pretty well. So here we go, the fir- the five games we're looking at. Number fourteen, Mississippi State goes on the road to Kentucky. Um, this is my upset watch. Kentucky is my upset pick. Mississippi State better watch out. Nick Nick Fitzgerald and the Bulldogs better be careful because I think I don't think the the I think the Wildcats are going to show that they could beat Florida. They could beat all these these teams. They're going to compete in the SEC this year. They're not just going to be mediocre. What about you? What do you think? Well, George, I I think Mississippi State will win this game. But, yes, I think it will be close. I, I can see, understand why you chose this as your upset watch, but I, I just think Mississippi State has this game. Yeah, I'm saying 28-24 Kentucky. So it will be close. I, yes, I, don't think, I, think, I think it will be a close game. Yeah. Uh, next one is number 17 TCU heading into Austin to play the Longhorns. I, I, I would love to watch this game. This game is going to be fun to watch. Um, it's a rivalry game. It's a Big 12 conference game. TCU is going to be looking to bounce back from that Ohio State loss. And this this will this will tell us if Texas is back on track. And if they if they lose, I don't think so. And um, I think TCU will make a big, okay, big with like 500 G's, a huge statement, 42-31 TCU. Okay. Okay. Yourself? Hmm. I definitely think TC will win, 
but I think it'll be a lot closer. I'm saying okay. 38-35. Oh, wow, that's close. That's a field goal. I, I think it'll be a close game, George. I think since Texas Tech came off that big win last week, TCU is a little bummed out. I think that I think it'll be close. Okay. But both teams have a lot to prove this week. Oh, yes, yes. And, and I think it will also set up for the – Big Twelve, yes. champ, uh, yes. the Big Twelve yes. race too, to see who really is going to be a contender and who are we saying is a pretender. Coming, coming from Texas Tech, also in Big Twelve, this will be a, this will be a uh, key game to watch. Yeah, because you play both all games teams. in Texas too, baby. Well, you play both teams. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, moving into the SEC, we've got the classic third Saturday in September game. That's Florida and Tennessee. They're playing in Knoxville this year. Um, I'm saying this is going to be actually one of those Florida-Tennessee games that will be very interesting to watch. It will be close. and uh, But because the Gators have had dominance in this rivalry as of, I guess, 2005, really, they will sneak out of Knoxville, get a win, 27-21 UF. And that's on the last second touchdown, just like last year. Okay, George. Yeah, I, I agree. Florida, Florida will win this game. I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be like last second, as you say, but I definitely think it'll be a close game. But I definitely see Florida winning this game. Um, number four, we've got the second ranked team in the nation, Mm-mm. Georgia Mm-mm. at Missouri. Um, for some reason, you know, Missouri is unranked. They're three and zero. They beat Purdue by three. No, George. Um, no, George. George. No. This this is not even a game, George. Georgia is going to blow them out of the water. I was going to say this was going to be my second upset watch. No, George, George, don't say it, George. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it will be a game to clo- uh, to closely watch because, like Desmond, you're saying, I think people are going to overestimate, like they're going to underestimate what Mizzou is going to bring. It's a home game for Mizzou, okay? Number two, SEC East. You never know what's going to happen in the SEC East. And number three, if Georgia wins, okay, yes, then they're, they're they beat a fairly decent team. I think Georgia will win, mm-hmm. but don't be surprised if you see something strange or <laughs> peculiar. We will see, George. I I'm calling a blowout. <laughs> I've got thirty four twenty one Georgia. <laughs> I'm calling like fifty six fourteen Georgia. Oh gosh. Okay, and you're <laughs> saying that Justin Fields is gonna get in and play then their backup. He's going to get some action. Yes, George. <laughs> and our final game of this this five to watch is the college game day game. Quest- questionable is, choice of why this is the college game day game. Yeah, I, I think we're both saying that. Um, number seven, Stanford at number 20, Oregon in Eugene. First Pac-12 conference game for each opponent. Sorry, for Oregon, not for Stanford. Stanford played USC. Um College game days going there for that top 20 ranked matchup. Right. It obviously means something because they didn't just choose some random BS school, you know, like going to some small, tiny FCS college. They obviously wanted to go to a big game of the week. I think I think Stanford's going to win, but only by a touchdown. I think these five games that I picked are all close, and I don't – understand why you think there's going to be a lot of blow blowouts here. Well, I don't think there's going to be a lot of blowouts, but definitely the Georgia-Missouri game, I think definitely Georgia will, will be a blowout. But I agree with you on this one. 
but I actually have Oregon winning this game. You know, both both teams, you know, one's ranked top ten, other ranked top twenty, but both teams really haven't played anyone, uh, anyone with like a good ranking so far this year. So you don't know, but I, I agree, definitely close. But I actually, I actually have Oregon winning this game. Wow, wow, big statement. Um, I think one word that describes this last week is called upset. Okay. Mm. Big Ten, half the Big Ten, actually more than half, seven of the Big Ten teams lost mm. on Saturday. It's the first time that's happened since the AP poll debuted in 1936. Um, there were also eight upsets, including some of those, that uh, Power Five team, so that's ACC, Big 12, Big Ten, SEC, and uh, Pac-12, that they all lost to a group of five opponent. And uh, that's Troy De- over Nebraska, Temple over Maryland, BYU defeating Wisconsin, Akron, the Zips, beating Northwestern, South Florida beating Illinois, which really isn't an upset. It's just, I mean, whatever. I mean, Illinois, that's not a big surprise in my opinion. Um, San Diego State over Arizona State. Fresno State beating UCLA, and you know what the last one is? What is it, George? It's that that nice punt return, and you know where he f- duped out the defenders. That would be North Texas beating Arkansas by like thirty-eight. I bet you were pumped about that game, George. I remember you called it last week. I called it. I said, "What? Is, what was my exact words?" I said that. Um, Arkansas did lose to Colorado State by allowing 28 unanswered, so don't be surprised if the Mean Green are going to run you over. Instead of running Arkansas over, they had like 600 yards of off passing offense, something like that. It was crazy. In fact, in fact, if we're going to talk about this for a second, number one, for all you guys that are going to be looking at on Facebook or on YouTube at our header photo, I do not have the North Texas shirt has not come in the mail yet, so that bet is still on. Okay, I'm a word of my, of I'm a word of my, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I stay true to my word, and I won't. I'm gonna up the ante. I'm not just gonna wear it for a podcast. So for next week's podcast, I will wear. I'm going to wear it to the the uh, next fight in Texas Aggie football game. Home oh, game. George. So that's against Kentucky. George. They're throwing it back to 1998, okay, and uh, I'd love to wear my Aggie throwback jersey, and you know what? I probably will by throwing that on top of the North Texas shirt, but I will wear it, and I will be rooting for the, for the Mean Green that weekend and for the next few weeks because right now they're 3-0 for the first time since uh, George Bush, not W, George Bush, the first one, um, was, uh, was in his presidency. That's night. 1989, if you can't remember. Uh, they are trying to go 4-0 for the first time since 1966. Their best start is 8-0 in 1977. They've scored in every quarter that they've played. Okay, let's get that. Let's put that in perspective. Both Texas Tech and A&M and Alabama and LSU, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, 
Stanford, Notre Dame, Auburn, and Washington. So besides the two teams I just named, or besides our two schools, that's the whole top ten. Every team has not has scored in like ten or eleven quarters. They've missed one or two quarters. Right. Okay. North Texas has done something that the top ten has not. Just put that in perspective there. And uh, they've outscored opponents 148 to 56. Now, mind you, they played SF, a, a, SMU, Incarnate Word, and Arkansas. Now, SMU and Arkansas, those are big wins. But Incarnate Word, that one's expected. There's a reason why they're not ranked yet. But if they do get the win this week against, I believe they're playing Liberty in Virginia. They won't be ranked, but they'll be 4-0. No, I'll be still here. On that mean green bandwagon, I've got to make it up to Denton for a game. I need to start, you know, asking around, tell tell them, you know, how big how big of a mean green fan I am now. Because, quite frankly, I mean, your your school, Arizona State, the one you picked, mm-hmm. what's going on there? They they took an upset, a bad <coughs> upset. I was wrong, George. You know, maybe it's a little too early to say. I know you, you kind of doubted me a little bit when when I said I did. Arizona I did. I said State. Herb Edwards, excuse me? <laughs> that was my exact words. Too. No, that, those sure. were your exact words, George. I, I can't deny it. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to still stick with them, you know. They okay. they play Washington next week. Mm. Definitely a hard, definitely a hard game, but we will see. You know, I don't want. I don't want to switch. Switch right now. You know, maybe he can surprise me. Maybe I was right all along. You know, one bad week, you can never tell. That's true. That's true. I mean, that that's a very good point. I still think North Texas is going to the conference USA. But yes, you are right. North North Texas is definitely playing out there. And you know what? Considering how UCF and how Boise State lost, remember how I said I need Boise State to lose, and seeing at really who the group of five teams are, UCF is looking like really the only contender. I really think North Texas could come out here and represent the group of five in New Year Six. I've said it before and I've said it again. I I think they are a strong team. They're strong defensively, offensively. Their special teams is really good. They have nine interceptions this year in three games. Okay, they had six against Arkansas, and those are three. Yeah, those are three quarterbacks. That's three, not just one. Or two. That's three quarterbacks that they put in, and they all threw at least two picks against. Um, no, sorry. First quarterback threw four, starting through four, uh, and then the last two threw one each, and there was a pick six. So North Texas has a dominant defense. I'm not worried about that. It's worried about how many points they can put up, and they put up 47 against Arkansas. Uh-huh. I'm not. That can be anybody in the com- in conference USA, oh. Louisiana Tech, uh, UTSA, um, Rice, UTEP. That can be literally anybody in the conference USA. And so I think if they can get more and more points, domination is ahead, and Fiesta Bowl or Peach Bowl or whatever they send us, here we come. Because yeah, so go Mean Green, <laughs> and uh, don't forget. Everybody, unless Desmond, you have anything else to add? No, no, George, you got it. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. Social media is up now. That's we are at the Five Q Podcast. I'll say that again. It's at the Five Q Podcast on Twitter and Insta. And uh, 
if you if social media is not your thing, you can always send us an email at the five Q podcast at gmail dot com. We'll see what we can do to do suggestions, and I believe I'll have to clarify this, but I believe coming soon in uh, October or so, we might be starting to do some guest appearances. So uh, if you are interested in being a guest on our podcast for a few minutes or so, give us a give us an email. We'd love to have a guest on our show and and talk about college sports but from now signing off with the fifth quarter i'm george Koff for my colleague desmond mclaughlin thank you adios and uh gigamaggies <laughs> wreck <'em> tech <laughs>